1: If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
2: Welcome to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman, and joining me today is Jan Janaeus and Max Cohen from the Boot Room. In this episode, we'll be analyzing the breaking news for Fulham, and that is the signing of Alexander Mitrovich on a five-year deal. It's the return of Mitro to Fulham. But before we do anything else and talk about Mitro, I have to welcome back my Cottage Talk co-host. First, Mr. Janaeus, how are you doing? You must be in good spirits
3: right now. Well, sure, to sign signing when I was at Portman Road, you know. He's worth only five hundred thousand. Then, bloody inflation! I'm, I'm delighted. You know, he um, he said something earlier. I'm gonna I'm gonna start, if you don't mind, I'm gonna start the show with this little quote. Go ahead, uh, Metro today, and he said, Go ahead. "Quote, I'm home. I don't need time to settle. I just want to play football and do big things with this amazing club." Now, I'm just trying to think of the time when I was more excited about getting a player. To come back, not to come, but to come back, and I'm thinking we might be going back thirty odd years when Gordon Davis came back. Oh, he left R C. Went, I think he went to Chelsea, then he went to City, and he was a full on boy through and through. But he did start here, and he wasn't a loan thing. He'd been with us for quite a long time, and that's the last time I'm going to remember, you know, being excited about a player returning home. It just, it, you know, you could tell that, that you know, his time with us on loan was so. Um, Oh, it was. Um, oh, I'm I'm slowing my words again. What's wrong with me? I've been drinking vodka since the time trans- since <laughs> he signed the contract. It it's it's been um, defining. That's the word I think it's been defining. He looked so ecstatic wearing that shirt, and um, I know I, all all of us are just really really pleased. And this transfer window has just been well stupendous. And and with the promise of more players coming in, it's like you know going downstairs at Christmas Day and getting all your your favorite gifts under one tree in one year. It's wonderful.
2: Oh, it's fantastic. And uh, Max, over to you. Yanis had a great quote. I have another one that I'm going to share with you, and there are several quotes from Alexander Mitrovich. I highly recommend all phone supporters watching the video on the phone website. It really is good. It's a good seven minutes, and Alexander gives you a good amount of stuff there, so please do check that out. But here's a quote for you, Max. Along with what Yanis just shared, this is on the Fulham Twitter account as well. Quote, this is the only club I wanted to join. That's a quote from Alexander Mitrovic. And what's interesting is if you watch the video, he did mention that he had other offers. But obviously, this is where he wanted to play, Max. So your opening thoughts on uh, signing of uh, Alexander Mitrovic, and your thoughts about, seems like he's very happy to be back at full.
0: Yeah, and, I, and I'd be happy if I were him too. At Newcastle, he scored 14 goals in two and a half years. And just since January at Fulham, he scored 12 times in 17 matches. So he's found his best form at Fulham. The fans love him. He loves the fans. Most importantly, his relationship with Slavisa is superb. He's found his best form here. And I think it's it's just the perfect transfer, I think, for everyone involved. He loves it at Fulham. And he's found his best form here. And I think the fans have taken to him like I, I agree with you, honest. We haven't wanted a player back this badly in, in a long time. And I can't remember a player who's been so loved yeah. after just playing, you know, just a matter of four or five months at the club. Just go on social media, you'll see it. Yes, for sure. And just to think of the crazy circumstances we got him in. I mean, if it wasn't for that failed move to underlect, you know, we would we wouldn't even we probably wouldn't even be in the Premier League right now. But yeah. just that last it just shows how fickle football can be, how, how luck can play such a big part. It just happened to be that Mitrovic deal broke down. It just happens to Lisa reach out to him at the last moment. And, you know, the rest is history now.
2: It is, Max. Very good stuff. And, you know, so I'm going to go back to you before I do and really get your opening thoughts. You talked a little bit about Mitrovic. I want to get a little bit more from you. I just want to share a quote from Tony Khan. This is actually on the uh, Foam website. It's it's part of the uh, intro to uh, Alexander Mitrovic returning to Foam, So you can actually see the quote in that article. But it. This is what Tony Khan had to share. Quote, I'm delighted to announce that Alexander Mitrovich is back where he belongs at Fulham Football Club. We have reached an agreement to bring Mitro home. He was a hero in our run to promotion, and from the moment he arrived at Motspur and began working with us, we've always wanted Mitro on a permanent. I told him that after the final of Wembley, and I'm thrilled to make it official today. Come on, Fulham. That's a quote from Tony Khan. And Giannis, again, I I want you. Your thoughts on, on uh, Mitrovic, but this part of it, this is always part of, it sounds like the plan from Tony Khan to bring him back, and uh, I want to give him kudos for getting the deal done because it seems like to me that this negotiation went on a little bit, but he finally got it done, so I want to give him some credit. So I like the fact that in this quote, we get his mindset here that he wanted Alexander Mitrovic back for a very long time, and now he got the deal done.
3: Yeah, and you've got to give... Tony Khan deserves an awful lot of credit. I mean, not just for this, for this signing, but for the whole transfer window. Obviously, a lot of planning was done even you know before the end of the season. The best-case scenario would be going after targets like Mitro, But you know that somewhere along the lines, has had a hand in this uh, for sure. sure. And I think that... Um, you know, I've always been um, a fan of... You look at um, reclamation projects uh, where players are, are not exactly fulfilling potential at a certain club, but they go somewhere else. And, and because they've been given the opportunity to be given really another chance or a better chance, depending on, you know, even depending on the age that they, they come up trumps. And now I look back at, you know, Damien Duff, who we all loved. I mean, you know, in the time that he was with the club, um, did a tremendous job. I mean, Berbatov, to an extent, because he'd been riding the pines up at Old Trafford. Um, um, certainly, I mean Aaron Hughes. Um, it didn't work out for Adele Torop, but I mean he gave us a few little, you know, cameo performances. But players that want Andre Sherlo, who we've now picked up, you know, is another one who, you know, four years ago was on top of the world and, and not really. It's not really worked out for him since. So I've always been a fan of that. You know, I talked a lot about the Balotelli thing because if, yep. whether it's Balotelli or, you know, Lord Nicholas Bentner, players can turn it around. I mean, there's you know, you don't become a bad player overnight. And for whatever reason, up at um, Newcastle, he fell behind the pecking order. Um, but the only the reason this didn't get over the line earlier was, was Mike Ashley. And yes. Mike Ashley... What a bizarre! What a bizarre football club, Newcastle. Are. I mean, they've got a big stadium, you know, fifty-two thousand. I'll never question a lot of Newcastle fans. I never will. You know, the northeastern fans, whether it's Newcastle, Borough, Sunderland, always have incredible road support. Um, they fill out the joint most most games. You know, he's he's got a lot of money, and yet he's still to date his record signing is Michael Owen, and um, we've shattered our our record. You know, signing out by four times in this transfer window and it could go up to five he's not prepared to spend the money he seems to think that Salomon Rondon is a better alternative than Mitrovic right Um, Rondon's a a different kind of player than Mitrovic but Mitrovic does certain things very well in the division even in the Premier League the ability to hold the ball up is very very important and um, West Ham for example still haven't replaced Andy Carroll really Right. Because, you know, even... And you could even say... Newcastle fans would probably argue with you that Newcastle haven't replaced Andy Carroll. They've just not really been the same team. They haven't had the same focal point. And this is a kid who wanted to come back and play for us. So It's um, kudos all round. He's absolutely ecstatic. I'm sure that the experienced players are really happy. I think, you know, the Matt Target I'm hearing um, that we've put in another bid tonight for $12 million, Um I still... Under normal circumstances, would say, "Well, we should be able to get him." But I think he'd sell. I I honestly think that uh, Mark Hughes would ensure that we'd sell him to another club for less money than we offer, just because it's us, Mr. Mr. Ambition himself. But in a funny sort of way, I hope we don't get him, because if we, if the rumours are true about Tierney up at Celtic, uh, some of the comments I've read from Celtic fans saying, "What was it?" One idiot said, "Oh, it's like Messi going." Oh, uh, uh, kind of form a 10 club. I've seen it. Yeah. And, you know, Accrington's it's like signing for Accrington Stanley. I won't swear. But Bolokov, you're playing up in Scotland, right? Only two teams have won the Premier League in the last 32 freaking years. Like, shut up. You've got no competition up there. You're you're an awful, awful league. They're a, a, a massive, massive club up there. But it's an awful league and, they, and they're talking about our, our club. Piss off. Like, right? get lost. So I hope, in a way... I hope we get Tierney just to just to troll those <laughs> Celtic buggers, just to troll them senseless. And we're a ra- I've actually got a Rangers shirt in here somewhere. I don't know from many years ago. I'll even put that on and put oh, it on boy. the Celtic thingy. Honestly, I don't care because you know what? We're not a tin pot club. No, we're a real, well-run club, and we and it's great that we're back. And it's great that the cards have shown intent to uh, spend money to make sure we're there next year. Okay, excellent, Yanis.
2: Listen, you brought up something very interesting that I want to talk a little bit about. You were talking about his time at Newcastle. Compared to his time here with Fulham, and I want to talk to both of you about this because I've given this some thought, and for me, it's about the fit. Alexander Mitrovic fits here at Fulham. He fits with the way Savisa wants to play. It's just a good fit. It works, and that's why I think he's going to – thrive back here even in the premier league because i've had some newcastle supporters tell me well he really didn't do as great as they thought he would at newcastle they're not expecting big things i had one actual blogger dm me that that he didn't think that uh that film would do well this time with Mitrovic in the premier league and and i completely disagree because i see the fit he can hold up the ball he gets his teammates involved the big thing about him is that I think for a striker, I think he's fairly unselfish because I think he is a team striker, if that makes any sense, Giannis. I think this is about the fit. It's the right fit, and I'm going to give you a prediction, and I could be dead wrong on this, okay? Here's my prediction, a bold prediction for the future. I think Alexander Mitrovic could have as good of a career as Bobby Zamora did with Fulham in his prime in that Europa League run. I think he could be just as effective, maybe even more. So I want to get your thoughts
3: on the fit and also my bold prediction, if you want. Well, the, 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 I think that you're bang on with the fit. And it's interesting because, um, you know, I think we say, we play very different styles than Newcastle and United. And you've got a player with Dwight, like Dwight playing Dwight Gale, who tends to be a more selfish player. Um, it, it, you know, it, it's almost like an isolated kind of team, whereas in our team last year you know, the interchange and the inter-passage of play and the ability to share the ball and get the touches on the ball ensured that Mitra saw, saw a lot of the ball. You've got to also twin that with the, you know, the Serbian factor with Slavicia. Um, I think he's one of, I might be wrong, I think is one of these players that needs to be shown a bit of love, and I don't mean like, yeah. a, you know, no, no I know disrespect to Ibrahimovic, who's just a ridiculous player, um, even at his, Ages 36 37, but someone who you know that needs a little bit of coaching and you know, pats on the head and what have you. And obviously did a, a magnificent job there. And um, you add that into the mix, and uh, you got a player who feels um, who, who feels wanted, and and then if he's wanted by the fans as well, he will um, he'll he'll, he'll go above and, he'll go above and beyond. And um, the fit there. Is, 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 abs- is absolutely critical. Now, Bobby Zamora, you may raise an excellent point there. Now, I was pleased when we got Zamora. It took it what took a time to warm Three. up. Yeah, it did take a year. But unlike Zamora, Zamora, the problem with Zamora, I mean, he was brilliant in the, in the Europa League run, but something happened where he fell out of love with the fans, or well, the fans fell out of love with him because he got a lot of stick. Well, it was contentious. It was say? contentious. Yeah, and he, of course, of all the clubs he has to go to, he went to the ha Yeah. Um, although I was delighted that he put in—that's
2: a... what I was talking about in his prime when he was really playing well.
3: Oh yeah, that's where I was
2: focusing on. Zamora oh, yeah. he... was really but, at, but... at his
3: height before, but I will forgive him because he put in. You remember that pre-game, pre-Villa game at Wembley? He he was one of the people who contributed to the to the video message to wish him luck, which I was really pleased. But the difference is that Mitro, you. You can tell it's like a uh, Gordon Davis kind of. Um, it's it's a genuine genuine respect and love for the club and and one thing with the, that video message before the game, all those players that that, that made comments, video comments, even Berbatov. I know, you know Berbatov. They, yeah, Berbatov. It, it where they they still had a respect and a love yes. for the club where they said, you know, go That's out, great. go out and win it. So. Yeah, and we don't know who's been talking to. either. It might have been some of the old players. So, what do you think? Do they? You know, go go to Fulham. You're you're going to be less under the, the magnifying glass. It's a small, smaller club, but you know what? You'll get lots of love. Did you enjoy your time there? Did you feel your career was energized? You feel energized in terms of the ability to play football that you love, getting up every morning for practice and stuff like that. He's going to be welcomed back with open arms, and yeah. he's going to walk in a change room where you got an Ivory Coast international, you got a World Cup winner, you got um. You've got players like Mawson probably going to come in. Um, you know, a lot of the squad back from, from last year. You've got players like Mack and, and um, Kenny of, of recent Giannis, You're
2: making my point with Mitro. I think he has the players around him to be even better this time around in the Premier League compared to his time at Newcastle. Then, of course, even last season with Fulham, where he, I thought he was fantastic, but he has better players around him even now. Big time.
3: Big time in mean, a much tougher division, don't get me wrong. But look, at the exposure. Yeah, but look at the exposure he's going to be getting. I mean, the, the fact that he's going to be playing for a Premier League club, game in, game out, is good for his international career as well for Serbia. I mean, that's yeah. something he's got to look at. I mean, if he stays at Newcastle or he goes to another club, it's like, mm. but you know, he's going to Fulham. It's going to get him a lot more caps for sure. And you've got that. It's just going to be tremendous for him. I and mean, he's going to. Um, he's, I've not spoken to anyone who, dis, who dislikes Mitro. Mm-hmm. He's like a Gordon Davis in one. I don't, in all the years, all, you know, I never ever spoke to a, a fan who didn't like Gordon Davis. as annoyed as and upset as some of us were that he left. And that wasn't his fault. He didn't ask for tr- transfer, but we still love him many, many years after he retired. And he's, I put that him in that ilk and Gordon Davis is my favorite, all time favorite and player. I mean, he's, he just, and I think I probably always will be, but he was loyal and he loved the club and, this is what a, It's a fantastic day. And the social media has just been brilliant. And if oh, you look at really the Newcastle social media, I mean, they're ready to jump into the, you know, they're ready to jump off the page. I mean, yeah. some fans are very upset. And it's not at, at, at Rafa. And it's not at the no. play. It's at Mike no, it's Ashley. At, it's at Ashley. It's at Ashley. Where it should be, Giannis. It should be right at him. Well, Ashley's an idiot. Yeah. Ashley, 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 you know, Ashley, I don't know. I'm, 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 he, he obviously runs a decent club, although... No, you're a decent, you know, organized sports director is huge, but but running a football club is, is not, it's just, uh, and I feel sorry for the Newcastle fans because it is a relatively big club, but I think they get they get shafted by their owner and uh, okay. they should be better than what they are.
2: Okay, excellent. Max, over to you. I, I wanted to just talk a little bit about this uh, thought that I had from what Jana shared earlier about the potential impact of Mitrovic the fit because I think this is a great fit. And Yannis just emphasized it even more to me. Talk about the players that now have come in that he's gonna play with. He's loved already at Fulham. It's Slavisa's system. He gets along well with Slavisa. Everything is in place for him to succeed. That's why I'm I've got my bold prediction that he is going to be a huge success, could have as much of an impact, or maybe even more, than Bobby Zamora I'm talking about on the pitch at his prime with Fulham. That's why I'm throwing it out there because I think this is and even more significant re-signing, I guess you could say, than people are thinking, because I think he's going to do incredibly well for Fulham. Everything is in place for him to succeed.
0: Yeah, for me, it uh, boils down to two main factors with how strikers succeed at a club. One of them is confidence, and the other is playing in the team that creates a lot of chances. And at Fulham, Mitrovic has both of those things you That's know, right. in high supply. Because I feel like when he's at Newcastle, Mitrovic especially, he's, he's a player, as you guys mentioned. He needs love, you know. He needs to be uh, respected and needs to feel wanted. At Newcastle, when a young player like that, you know, his first chance in England, kind of feel like he's down the pecking order, that's when he starts kind of sulking, being impudent, going out of the pitch and and getting red cards, getting sent off. His temper flares up. When he's at Fulham, and Slavisa makes it very clear, listen, listen, I'm going to take you under my wing. He only sees him as a father figure. They're both Serbian. They have a really great relationship. I think that's when the confidence starts to expand. And then playing in Fulham with the, the way we play, as you guys mentioned, it's a dream come true for Mitro because we create so many chances. The way we play last season in terms of the passing style of play, the attacking style of play, where we really pen opponents in their own half, there's so many chances for him, and he just fed off those um, really brilliantly. I mean, it's scoring the 12 goals in 17 matches, show how well he did. And I think next season, as you guys mentioned, it, it's going to be the same. I think with the quality of players we brought in, like Sarri, like Sherla, with having on back, Kearney back, McDonald back, uh, hopefully bring in some more players in the back. We're going to be solid defensively, and we're going to have a a lot of the ball, maybe not as much of the ball as we had last season, but we're still going to create a lot of chances. And that's why I think... He's going to get
2: his opportunities. And I think having the talent around him, not that he didn't have good talent around last season in the championship, but let's be honest, we've upgraded. And we still have very good players that were already in place but we've added players around it and I think if you put him as the focal point with all of that talent around him I, I just see all of the elements there Max to really thrive here at Fulham again
0: yeah and I think this is why the fans are so excited yeah. because he has all the elements to succeed and when you hear Newcastle fans um saying oh you know he wasn't good for us he's not gonna be good for you guys that's just that's just nonsense for me because it's a different situation and what I'm going to put that down to is they're is jealous because they know to is a poor striker. There. But they, they realize that Rafa, for whatever reason, couldn't utilize him properly. He didn't sure. really love the club that much, like he loves Fulham. And they're kind of mad. They're losing out on a very young, promising uh, striker who's going to score, my prediction, is at least double digits next season.
2: Okay, excellent there, Max. All right, right back to you. Let's talk about the business end of this deal. There have been different reports. I've seen reports that, The deal with uh, Newcastle was 20 million. I've seen 22 million. I've even seen reports, speculation that it could go all the way up to an additional 5 million pounds. There's been all kinds of speculation, but one way or another, it seems somewhere around 20 to 22 million pounds for Mitrovich. So let me ask you do you think it's worth the money, whether it's 20 or 22 million or even more than that? Are you happy with the deal that they made here to bring him in?
0: Yeah, uh, for sure. I'm happy with the deal. The, the fee I'm going to go with is 22 million. Yeah. That's what the Guardian reported. That's I think the most trusted source reporting on this now, and they said it could rise to 27 million. So right. that's the region we're dealing with. And listen, I think that's what you have to pay for a striker in this market. And we've seen a lot of clubs go out and spend a lot more money for similar talent. Is is my opinion. I mean, West Ham is the example I'm looking at, a club of similar similar stature to us. And they went out and spent, you know, 35, 40 million on Felipe Anderson, who is a different type of player, sure. But I see that's kind of the benchmark. If you want to buy a young, exciting, attacking talent, you're going to have to pay upwards of of 20 to 25 million pounds. And I think in terms of how much Mitrovic meant to Fulham and how much he means to the fans, paying that extra couple of million pounds is more than worth it when you consider how much of a disaster it would be if we missed out on him just because we were haggling over, you know, three or five million pounds which may seem like a lot, but I think he means more to the club and, and we need him that much more uh, than that small fee.
2: Right, and the way I look at it, Max, and, you know, listen, strikers can go for more, but this is the right fit, and they know what they're getting with Mitrovic. So their figure that, say it's $22 million, they know that they believe that they're getting their money's worth for that figure because they know what they already have, and and, and that's a good thing about it. Did they have to go above and beyond what they wanted to pay? Potentially. But you know what? If you want the player, you know, we talked about this. I have no problem with Tony Khan negotiating with Mike Ashley to try to get the best deal that he could. I have no issue with that because that's what you should do. But um, at some point, you got to make a deal. If they felt that they needed to go a little further than they wanted to, so be it. They got the player. They know what they, they have in Mitrovic. They feel comfortable with bringing him back. They wanted him back. I read the quote from Tony Khan. They definitely wanted him back. And it sounds like Tony Khan did what he needed to do to bring him back. So I'm fine with the deal. For me, the cons are billionaires. If they want to bring in players, fine. You know, for, for X amount of money,
3: fine. It's their money. It's not my money. It's their money. Yeah. Giannis, your thoughts on the deal? Yeah, I'm just laughing. Yeah, absolutely. It is It is their money. And it, it's sort of, I'm just... Not my money. Speaking,
2: yeah,
3: that's true. And and as you're saying this, I'm thinking of, you know, the lineup that we had out last year, you know, with the low knees and, and you know, we're not mentioning Thomas Callas. No. And we're not mentioning Lucas Piazon. But interestingly enough, when you get something like this, it sometimes brings out... Sometimes it's a shot in the arm for other players. So, for example, if you... I was reading Ryan Donovan's excellent account of what happened at the weekend in the fourteen yep. tournament, and one of the players that seems to looks so, or appears to have stepped up a gear is is Cabana. Yes, and you know that is that is out that is absolutely outstanding. Now, um, I wanted to go a whole show without you know referring to my old mate Flyer 80, <laughs> but um, you know what? It, if if players like Naiskins are going to come up. Through you know and and AK forty seven and you know let's see what happens with Font. Then we're always looking to upgrade. In other words, right? And I said last year I thought someone like Font would do well for us in the Premier League, but they're going to be better offers. Even out better players out there, they're going to want to come here. And we've still got you know we've still got uh, a little ways to go in the transfer deadline, so that we might have even more surprises. So it's um. You know, I think I, I think it's just brilliant, it's just 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 brilliant, just brilliant, 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 brilliant. It's um, it's just wonderful. And, and you know, better players aren't just good in terms of the team. But I've always said as a coach, better players make players better. You know, and it's when you have got a World Cup winner who walks into your training camp, you know, to, to Moxborough Park, and you're going, oh shit, look what this guy's done. He's won it all, and he's won more. And you've got him walking in. And that that can be really infectious, and that's the sort of thing that you want. And um, these signings are just great for fans. And uh, hey, the club shop—I <laughs> bet the club shop right now is yeah. going bloody nuts. <laughs> they probably sold out of number nines already. Wouldn't surprise me <laughs> because it's it's but it's it, it, it's fantastic oh, for it's everybody. Great. Yeah, it's just it's it's. And anyway, I know for you, it's a welcome diversion from. Uh, training camp from the Patriots because I mean, you're probably sick of all the negativity. I don't want to
2: talk about that. Yeah. Can we talk about something <laughs> I mean, else? <laughs> I know.
3: I know. I, I, I don't worry. I, I uh, yeah, you, this is your form of escapism, mate, right? Oh, please. Uh, I'm just loving talking
2: about phone with you guys. I, I don't even want to talk about that other stuff. I do want to mention, you we are going to end the show. Yeah. Talking about Rui font because someone has a question for you and I'm going to pose it. It involves Rui font. Yeah. That actually DM'd me and wanted me to ask you this question. So we'll end talking about Rui Fon, which is very interesting. But let's move on. Let's further along talk about Mitro and let's talk about how it all fits in the four-three-three. How do you envision Giannis? How Fulham will now look with him as your main striker? Who are the players next to him? What does the team look like? I'm going to say that they're going to play a four-three-three. It could be yeah. a little bit different, but let's go
3: with a four-three-three. Who's going to play with him? Well, I, I fancy it's going to be Schüller on the right and Sesse uh, on the left, and and I'm doing that with the pretext uh, and under the assumption that we signed a left back. So whether it's you know whether it's going to be Target, um, whether it's going to be Tierney, um, that would free Sesse, and you know because Slavich and and the Khans will know that really they don't want, you know, in terms of the short, medium, and long term future of, of the club. Uh, in terms of marketability of Sessegnon, and based on the assumption that one day we're going to have to sell him, right. the marketability factor will have to come, he will get more money the further up the pitch he is. I mean, Correct. It's, it's just the value is going to go up.
2: Absolutely.
3: The value is going to go up. So then they're going to look at playing Sess on the left. So let, let's let's just say, I have a feeling it's going to be Tierney, not Target. Um, I, I don't mind either. I've told you why it would be funny if we had Tierney, but <laughs> nonetheless, they're, they're both good players. But let's say that it's Tierney. And you got Sess. you got Cess, Mitro, Sherlock. That's a bit scary. That that that's that's scary. That's exciting because, to me. It's exciting. Um, and what it's going to do is it could end up with Steph Joe being um, a depth player. Yes. Um, and I'm okay with that. And and, and you know uh, he, I, I'm a big fan of Steph Joe, and I, I like, I like his, um, I like his tenacity. He's a, he's a he's a bull, and some of those challenges last year. Um, would even make me cringe. Um but that 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 would be I mean if you look at a bench and you've got Stefan that benching, you know, oh jeez I mean, we've really got some options here. There've That's been fine. no mention but those three I think would be fine. Although mentioning of course you've got AK forty seven in the background, you've got font in the background, you've got Cabana in the background. I actually think I think AT is going to be gone. I actually think could somebody be. Yeah, I, I can see and they won't be alone. Um, it'll be uh, – um, maybe maybe Leeds United will coming for him because Vidra turned <laughs> – I don't know if you read about that. Veedra I did, Martini, I,
2: like, yeah, I saw that today.
3: That. <laughs> yeah, that's funny, that. Turning down a team because they finished lower than the one you're in. Um, but who knows? The Karns, the way they are right now, wouldn't surprise me if they haven't got another rabbit up their sleeve, a striker we've not heard of that could well, we're going to talk out. about
2: that in just a, a few minutes because I want to ask you guys about potentially should – Full and bring in another striker. We'll talk about that in a second, yeah. it's very good there. What are your thoughts about the midfield three? Because you you said you think Stefan Johansson will be in the bench. I totally agree with you there. I think
3: it's gonna be Sari, McDonald, and Kearney. How's that look to you? Um the, the reports of Seri on, on Saturday he was he was he was fabulous. Um in terms of um Kearney, well that speaks for itself. Uh how the third man's gonna look in there, I'm not sure yet. Um, but there is another weapon here that I'm going to point to with the fans. Uh, there was a video on, on Twitter, uh, i got to find out who it was, was saying that whoever's going to be playing on the right-hand side as a striker, let's say it's Schürrle, is going to be an yes. absolute heaven because Alfie Mawson, if we get him, if we sign him, is an absolute, I've seen this video.
2: I know what sick, you're talking
3: yeah, about. Yeah, you've seen that. He's a ridiculous passer from, from, from left to right. He's I've an seen unreal that. long ball passer accuracy to a bloody tee and you've got so now you've got a different weapon there it doesn't just have to go through the thirds it can bypass and um with the great respect to ream and 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 callas and adoy they can't do that whereas Mossing can just spray the ball but not spray the ball a la you know northwest you know southwest and northeast as in pinpoint um I still think we're linked to a, a guy out in France. I know. Um, I'll, I really want to see a chance for Kevin McDonald to be in that squad. I mean, the, the starting lineup because I like. I really like his work rate. Yep. Um, and at 29 years of age, he's more than earned the right to be playing at this level. Um, he was such. But a I wouldn't
2: shooter. be shocked if they bring someone else in for competition.
3: Yeah, I mean, a lot. There's a couple of things here. You got um, Ibrahim asise and has he done enough? in terms of, um, you know, training camp to warrant uh, a, a place in the squad, or is he going to be loaned out or sold out? Much like players like, you know, Marcelo Jallo, Collie Woodrow seems to have disappeared from, in the weeds somewhere. Um, but um, notwithstanding that, that he shipped off, Matt should be there or thereabouts. I still think there might be a place for another player, if only because yeah. Slava will say, well, can you have enough depth Right. This,
2: exactly.
3: Yeah. And we have less games, thirty-eight versus forty six. And we have less League Cup games, the Carabao or the Caribou or the Moo 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 or whatever the bloody hell it's called. And we don't have to join you well, FA Cup obviously is third round like it was last year. But we have less games to play, we're not in Europe. So but you still need you still need depth because you still have that stupid, ridiculous Christmas schedule, which is uh, has to go. I, I just I know we all love it. But the Germans have it right. You've got to have a break. I know there's going to be one starting next year, but I think you've got to have a proper break because uh, all these injuries. Um, but I think Mac Max should be in there, but we'll see. Okay, I mean it's any rooms going around, Russ. Honestly,
2: I know there, there's so much talk right now. We'll see how everything plays out, but I'm excited about the midfield. I'm really excited about the whole team, but I'm very excited about the. Uh, three up front if we play a 4-3-3. Three, three. And Max, I want to get your thoughts on the three up front, the two to play with Mitrovic. Do you agree with Giannis there?
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be an SMS message being sent out to the league with Sessignon, Mitro, and Sherla uh, I think that's going to be the front three. And, and as I said on on a previous podcast, most teams, I think in the bottom half of the Premier League table would want a front three like that. Oh, it, yes. It's superb. Um, and, and And one thing I'd like to say about Uh, You guys mentioned Cessignon possibly being sold. And this might be an unpopular opinion, but I'm going to say it now is that with the quality of players we've attracted throughout this transfer window, it's almost made me less fearful of Cessignon leaving. I don't think he'll, I think he'll definitely 100% stay uh, through this season. I I think that's out of the the question. Um, He'll be with us for this entire first season of the Premier League. But whereas beforehand, let's say before the summer started, I was really nervous if we sold Cessinon, it would spell bad news. And of course it's going to be bad if we sell him. I wish we can keep him as long as possible. But the fact of the matter is other players we're bringing to the squad are possibly going to be more uh, integral to our success than Sessignon would be. And I think... long-term you're talking? Yeah, long-term. Because I think Sessignon, we know he's an amazing goal scorer, probably the best natural finisher I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Probably has one of the best eyes for the for the match is how to read a game I've seen in a while but he doesn't he doesn't boss matches he doesn't win us matches in the way that I think Alfie Mawson might win us a match or, Jean- or Jean-Michel Serie might win us a match or Mitro might, might win us a match those are players who can take the game by the scuff of their neck and will be vital to us which makes the Khan's kind of strategy this summer all the more impressive because preparing you're right I think for life without Sessignon but preparing for it I think they're already doing that,
2: This goes back to the insurance policy. That's what I call Sessignon. And listen, I want Ryan Sessignon to be a phone player for a long time. But I'm also being realistic to think that, what, it's going to be a year or two. So the cons have to plan for the future as well. And I think that's what they're doing. I think they're trying to upgrade in many places. And they don't want to sell Sessignon, but they know that at some point, they're probably going to have to because the money's going to be so much, and he might want another a new challenge. But right now, he's our player, and uh, I don't think he's going to be sold. I real, I highly doubt it. But I think that going back to your point, Max, I think Fulmer are already planning for it. If that sounds strange, because I think that they're bringing in so much talent that they can withstand that loss. It obviously is going to be a huge loss, but I think that they'll be able to move on from that better now because they brought in all these new players and there'll be other new players to come. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I see what you're saying, for sure. The new players coming in, um, it will make the, make the loss less. But I think alternatively... Less the blow. It's yeah. still going to be a blow, let's yeah. be honest. It's going to be a huge blow. But... Sure, but alternatively, I like to look at it this way. If we can dream for a second, let's say all the signings we want, we can get this summer and we have a very decent starting eleven with another left back, another center mid, um, and possibly another striker if we need one. But I think w- without that, I think we're set, you know, if we can get another left back, a center back, and a center mid. Let's say we do, we stay up this first year, and the, and the next year we make a run for Europe. And I don't necessarily think that's out of the question. It's, it, it's possible, it's not likely. But let's say we pull a mini Leicester City and we stay up the first nope. season and make a run to the top eight, top seven. Then I'd I say, look at Ryan Sessnion, he'd still only be 21 years old. Yep. I'd say to him, stay at Fulham and see where sure. it can take you because I think he can go a very long way with this club. If we build around him and the players we're bringing in, they're not players to barely stay up in the Premier League. I'll be yeah. honest. They're players that's, to crack the top ten. That's
2: the difference here, and, and that's been the theme here. Fulham aren't uh, building a team to just stay in the league. They're building a team to compete, and that's actually a good point. So maybe if Fulham progress well this season, it might convince Session to stay longer. and uh, But I don't blame the cons for you know building up this team as much as possible right now and planning for the future because at some point he's probably going to go. I mean, we don't want to talk about it, but that's the reality of it. I, I don't think it's going to be this season. I'm, I'm not really thinking about it, but someone actually asked me if I thought that he would go, and I, I just don't see it. I really don't see it. And uh, I just see it as an insurance policy. That was what we were talking about off air before the show. All right, guys, last topic before we talk about Rui Font, because I do have a question for Giannis from a Fulham supporter. So, Max, to you, because uh, I've seen this on social media. Do Fulham still need another striker? No, we
0: don't. I think if we sign, these are positions of need as a moment. Let's assume Mawson comes in in the next couple days. We need a left back and another defensive midfielder. Then we're set. I think if you go and spend – Twenty twenty-five million pounds on on another striker, I think that's superfluous. I think that's probably a waste of money. I don't think we need a striker. I think Mitrovic will be more than enough to lead the line. Considering all we've talked about today about how perfect he is for Fulham, how much we love him here, how he's perfect for our system, I just can't see spending you know excess of twenty million pounds on on another striker, which is probably what we'll have to pay in today's market. I just okay. can't see that being worth it.
3: Okay, Giannis, your thoughts. Well, um, assuming that uh, Corley Wood has gone, um, we don't, you know, know, you said a lot about the status of um, Floyd Aite, but I found, I think we've got enough strikers, but I wouldn't surprise if, if the cons are still looking out there to see if there's anybody, possibly anybody, that might come out there with some experience could provide us with potential upgrades, because that's what they're looking at now. Every player... Yeah. Oh, they're looking for a,
2: upgrades everywhere.
3: That's yeah, awesome. they're looking for upgrades, and I'm wondering—you know—are there players out there? The cheaper ones will come from overseas, so really the scouting department overseas yeah. are taking a look at that. Uh, is there anybody out there? We've we've not heard anybody, but the number of rumors have been going around. I wouldn't put it past them. But if nothing happened now, as Max said, you know, a left back and a holding central midfielder are probably the two spots, assuming the, assuming the and signs, and then I think we should be good to go.
2: Okay, very good there, Janesson. Yeah, Let's talk a little bit about this speculation because uh who knows? We might have another show very soon. And that is uh the speculation with Alfie Mawson, center back from Swansea City. Let's we'll just talk about it a little bit. Nothing's done. We've seen all the speculation that it potentially could be done, but we'll see. You know, again, that's speculation. We have to see if it actually happens. But do you want to see this happen? That's the center back from uh Swansea City.
3: Oh for me absolutely um, because we right now we need someone to play with Tim Ream. it's not going to be Marcelo Jallo and um, it I um, you know, like Dennis, be Dennis Adoy
2: but in the premier well, league Den-
3: yeah. not. I love Dennis Adoy but Dennis Adoy is not um, Dennis Adoy has to be a depth player as well as he played for us last year the jump is 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 pretty huge i mean some of the weaknesses that he has will get unfortunately exploited with the, the incredible talent in, in, in the premier league but he'll be on the bench um, I think the only, the only question mark for me is that uh, Moss and, and Reem are both left-footed players. Um, but, I mean, having said that, you've got an upgrade there. There would be a huge upgrade for us. And I'm thinking also long-term. Because if he has one or two very good years, gets into England set-up, and I don't see any reason why he can't. Because if you look at the way England is set-up right now, right. Um, he's, he's going to be knocking on the door soon anyway. Then I think it would be not just a good investment in terms of the club right now, um and um I think it, it, if we need to sell him down the line I'm sure because he's a domestic player and he's a center back which is you know <laughs> it's, it's like gold dust um his value should go up yeah value yeah his value should go through the roof so I think it'd be a tremendous buy for us and uh, my understanding is he's, is he's um he's traveling to the uh, to Motspur park for a medical that was tomorrow that's the latest so if we've
2: seen the speculation i i didn't want to... Say that it was done because it's not done yet. But we've seen the speculation that he was uh, traveling to Moteber Park for a medical. We'll see if that happens. Hopefully, it does. Max, it's what are you, your team. thoughts on this speculation?
0: It's great because it really uh, addresses one of the biggest needs, which is another center back, and not just any center back—a young English center back with two years of Premier League experience, and not just you know Premier League experience. In his two years in the Premier League, he's been superb. I mean. For instance, last season, he had the seventh most, most blocks in the league, the 10th most clearances, and the 12th most headed clearances in all of the top flight. So this is a player who's not just, you know, a center back who got relegated. He was one of the most consistent performers in all the Premier League. And I've seen Swansea supporters say all, all over social media. He's one of the few players who could actually, you know, hold his head up high after they got relegated and say he played superb, despite how poorly the team did in general. So I think he would be really a fantastic signing. For us, And, you know, he got an England call-up in March. He didn't play he didn't. for the friendlies, but this is a player who I think is going to be in the, in the three-line setup in the next couple of years. And to get him at a, at a price of $20 million, it's it's a lot, but I think considering he's English and he's young and he's exactly what we need, I think that's a pretty fair price to, put, to pay.
2: Okay, let me ask you this. Are you concerned about this, the uh, situation? What I've been reading is that he's coming off of an injury. Does that concern you at all?
0: Yeah, obviously it's not nice to sign a player, you know, when they're not 100% fit. We all know what happened with Kostas and Troglu. but what what I've been reading is that he's returning to full fitness, and reporters have been saying he'll be he'll he'll possibly be fit for the start of the season and can. I saw that full training. So okay, let's that? Makes, that makes me feel better.
2: Yeah. Okay.
3: How about you, Giannis? Um, everything that Max said. <laughs> <laughs> there's, no, there's, there's no point. No, there's no point adding to that. It's, no, no. He, he, put it, he put it perfectly. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm, no, I'm no. You stolen all my thunder, Max. That's not a good thing.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to end the show with a question for Giannis. And uh, I got this a few days ago, Giannis. This is from John McCormick. He actually dm this to me, wanted me yeah. to ask you this. Hi, Russ. I have a question for Giannis on your next pod because I know he's a big fan. Whenever you discuss our squad's capabilities for new season, what can Font bring to the Prem that maybe held him back in the championship? Will there be a ruin naissance like a renaissance?
1: <laughs> be
3: honest? I think that's – a thanks, John, for the question. That's an excellent question, and I'm going to answer it pretty simply. I think he's, I really like his thinking. Um, actually, it's, it's two things. The first one is the thinking. I mean, the championship – for you know we found out when we got relegated when we came down and you know that lovely you know white and gray striped shirt with the orange trim with Felix the cat, <laughs> and we thought it was going to be a great stroll in the park and then we found out it was it was you know it was it was far it was nothing further it was further from the truth it was it's extremely competitive extremely extremely tough division, and um you know you don't go there and i mean the Sunderland fans said we'll walk. Um, the championship, and now they're in League One. Um, and, you know, for a lot of players, it can be quite a shock in terms of the physicality of the division. And Font's not a physical player, but I think he's a smart player. I like his first touch. I like his ability to move into pockets. I do like his awareness. Um, I think he's a clever player. I don't think he's a, he's a different kind of clever player from a Brian Ruiz, and, and yes, I'm sure I'm going to have the eggs thrown there. <laughs> but I'm, I've always been a recognizer of players who think about the game that brings something a little bit different, and I'm, I'm, I'm Ruiz has just gone to, um, gone to actually um, Santos in Brazil after a successful period at Sporting Lisbon, and I'll always have a lot of time for Ruiz. You know, the English game wasn't quite cut out for him, but there were some magic moments and magic. I think Font can bring that. I think there's a little bit more time on the ball in the Premier League, um, and a little bit more where you know the, the savvy that he can bring, he will bring. Um, but the second component of this, and to me, is to me is actually just as important as the first is if you go back to the, the um, playoff final at Wembley, um, you know, with all the memories that came with that, with um, obviously you being there and me being jealous of that, of course, Russ, um, one of the enduring images of that t- to me was the reaction of a refund. Um, you know, jumping up and down like a headless chicken. Let's um, just want a lottery. Uh, and the excitement of running on the field and, and, and celebrating with all his teammates. And I thought that was absolutely magnificent. And I think, you know, in the same sort of way that we can laud, you know, the contributions of David Button before he left for Brighton, that nobody can ever say he was anything but, a, a, you know, a constant professional who really was a team player. It's the same way as, you know, Rui Font came over. He's just signed a, a, a contract from Braga. You know, he's only played, he's only got 27 appearances for this club. I think six or seven starting last year, but he didn't let his he didn't let his you know his his attitude let him get down. You know we bought in AK forty seven, we bought in Metro, and he still worked like a still worked his tail off clearly, and he was a part of a squad that got promoted. And you know what? I like loyalty, and I like that commitment. And I really hope he does one. Well. I think he will. I, I just think that the Premier League is is a is is a quicker division, but a cleverer division. You very very smart players. Okay. And I think he's a smart player. And I think uh, he'll give a he'll pro- provide a little bit of class in depth, not in terms of starting, but he could give us something, an option off the bench that can give us a little bit something a little different. You know, in terms of depth of the squad. I I, I think he's going to have a good season. Um, okay. I don't know. See, he's safe because I think Slovesia rates him. Um, but I think there are The others. We know Woodrow's on the way out, but I keep looking at Aite again. I know. Because <laughs> it always goes back and, to Floyd. You know well, Cabano, Cabano has obviously stepped up. You know, he what? has. He stepped up. And now I think Slovesia might look at this and go, well, do I have, any, do I have t- too many here? And if Woodrow's gone, do you uh, – no, you, can't, you don't give up on font after one year. I don't think so. He's durable. I eat to eat catch a cold from a, from a Kleenex box. So, um, anyway, I hope that answers the question, John. But I am a big fan. You know that. And, I, and I, he's not a starter in this lineup. But if he can come off the bench and give something, and I think he can with his skill and his savvy, and I do like his awareness, yep. it makes us a better team overall.
2: Okay, excellent. Max, your thoughts. Do you think we'll see a Rui-nessance?
0: <laughs> I, I want to say yes because I like him. I, I like I like his passion. I like how even though he wasn't playing at all, he still cared about the club. I I, I just don't see him having that big of an impact. I mean, he'll play during the cup competitions, sure, but I, I mean, as as you guys said about Cabano, he's a player who was on the fringe going into the season and now has really put himself back in the mix. Some I don't really think we've seen the best of him, honestly. Yeah. For sure, yeah. And then but I can't say the same for Font this this preseason. He hasn't quite caught the eye like Cabano has. Oh, no, he hasn't. So I I'm hesitant to put him in the, in that same category. And I think on on paper he should be better suited to the Premier League than the Championship, but I still don't think he has a he has the potential to be a top-class striker. A, okay. a good second or third option is I think what I'll, what I'll say Font can be.
2: Okay, excellent. Great show, guys. Fantastic show. We might have to do another one of these Yay! because there might be another sign. Who knows? <laughs> Two or three
0: or four or five. <laughs> the way it's going. It be another... Well,
2: I'm enjoying doing these uh, breaking news shows where we're analyzing the uh, new signs. I'm I'm enjoying it. So uh, I have a feeling we're going to have another one soon. That's just my gut feeling. But let's wrap this up. For Jan janaeus and Max Cohen from The Boot Room, I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you as always for listening
1: to Cottage Talk. about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
2: It's the 90th minute, and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and term supply. See McDonald's.com.
1: This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport, powered by fans.